Which sales personality are you? That's what we're going to be discussing today on Marketing Made Easy by Jotful. The way we make purchase decisions informs the way we sell to other people. Probably not surprising, but the way we sell to other people is our sales personality. And today we're going to be joined by Sabrina Torres. She's going to break down the four different types of sales personalities, help us figure out which one we are, and then teach us how to use that to our advantage. Enjoy this one. It's a great episode. Welcome to Marketing Made Easy by Jotful. I'm Don Verbrigge, Jotful's CEO, two-time entrepreneur, former business school professor, and your host. I'm here to have practical and fun conversations with people who know a thing or two or three about how to get more customers for your business. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and how it is that you came sort of upon this in the first place? Where did your expertise come from? So I actually started a social media marketing company about six years ago. And what I found was that I was really great at selling my own business. And so in all of these social media marketing groups I was in, I started having people coming to me saying, hey, can you give me some tips on selling or can you take my sales calls? And so now my company expanded into both social media and sales, and I do uh, sales calls for other companies as well as my own. So what do you mean that you do sales calls for other companies? Do they give you a prospect list and you do outbound prospecting or how does that work? So it's, it's all inbound. I basically take over from the moment the lead sets an appointment. And I have the Zoom call, I send the proposal, and I close I close their clients. Um, I also do VIP days to help small business owners learn how to do sales for themselves. And we revamp their entire process. So one of the things that you and I talked about when we met before this was the fact that the way we sell is actually driven by the way we prefer to buy. And this really resonated for me because I have a very particular way of purchasing, which when I did your sales personality quiz, absolutely lined up that I'm happy to talk about. But can you explain to us a little bit about how those two are related? Yes. So I think it's just natural that, you know, we view the world a certain way and we have our own buying patterns. We always have our way of approaching how we make decisions. And when you are going to purchase something, you're likely, if you're a very data-driven person, going to make those purchases based on data. And so then when you go to sell, you think that everybody wants the same information that you want. We just look at it from our own lens and therefore uh, tend to sell in the same way that we purchase. We use the same um, ideas of what people are looking for that we have. So this was so fascinating because right after you and I had this conversation, I recognized in myself that I am that data-driven person that you just described who likes to see the facts laid out very clearly. I don't like any emotion sort of coloring the sale decision. And um, I like to do things in a self-service way. So instead of talking to a sales rep, which I find to be... Um, just time consuming. I like if there's a page where I can just read it myself and get the information more quickly. My uh, At my company, we recently instituted a 401k. We're growing. We want a 401k. And my colleague is very much a relationship person. And in fact, when we took the quiz, she came out with, what did I describe it to you before? It's the Amiable, amiable, the amiable personality. And I got the analytical personality. Absolutely spot on. <laughs> 
So she is the amiable personality. And we were, when we were making this decision about the 401k, she insisted that we go through a broker. We need to go through a broker and we're going to talk to this broker and the broker is going to give us comfort that we're going to be making the right decision. I was like, why would we go through a broker when you can see the options right here in this matrix on this page? And we could just see it. And so uh, I just thought it was absolutely hilarious that we had very different ways of purchasing. That really is the perfect summary of what it is like when you have different sales personalities and different different buying personalities. And also the importance of, as a business owner, being able to address different people with their different needs as, as well as thinking of how you sell. Yeah. So there are four different types of sales personalities you found. We just talked about two of them, amiable, analytical. What are the other two and how do they differ? The other two are achiever and expressive. So the ways that they really differ, of course, analytical, you're data-driven, you want to know the facts. If you think features versus benefits, you are features people. Um, Amiable. They are more creative, more casual, um, and more relational. They want to know more of the benefits. They want to, uh, they're more interested maybe in in who the company is as a whole rather than just what they're getting. Mm-hmm. Um, expressive is similar to amiable, but they're a bit more go-getters. They are goal-driven and um typically very excited to talk about both features and benefits. And then which one am I missing? Um, (laughs) Achiever is um, highly, highly goal driven. Um, And while expressive is more relational, achiever is sort of that mixture of relational and data. So I know that kind of sounds like they're all very similar and they all contain Uh different aspects of each other within them. But if you kind of like break it down, two are much more relational and two are not. (laughs) Um, And and that really is kind of the basic way to divide them. Um, And then also based on like how you ask questions, are you a question asker or you um, the person that shows up to the call with uh, more statements than questions. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, so talk a little bit about how we can use our sales personality to our advantage. And do you think we should be focused on shoring up our weaknesses or do you think we should really be playing to our strengths here? So I think it's a bit 50-50. You definitely always want to be able to look at it from your customer's perspective, right? Mm. If we just lean into our sales personality, we might be missing out on some great clients because we're just not speaking their language. So, um, but that doesn't always have to be just on a call, right? You can do it with things you put on your website or by giving your clients more options. Like you talked about, the two of you had different approaches to how you wanted to purchase something. Uh, A business that gives you both options is more likely to win your business as a Mm -hmm. company than one who only gives you the one option. So the company that gives us the matrix, but also access to Mm -hmm. somebody we can talk to. Yeah, that makes total sense. Exactly. So the way that these different personalities that you can use them, um, I hope uh, whoever is 
is watching this, uh, does the quiz and finds out which one they are. So this will all make a lot more sense. <laughs> um, but the analytical person, it's actually wonderful that you're data-driven. Uh, the way you can really lean into that is by learning what is it that your ideal client, what does your market care about the most? Mm-hmm. That's the data that you really want to emphasize instead of throwing a lot of data, lean into like, I really know these numbers and these facts are what my ideal market is looking for. Mm. So lean into that, give them that information and show that you're an expert and that will just lead to much more trust. And um, it'll be appealing to people who maybe don't even have that analytical mindset. It's still really good information for them to have. Mm -hmm. Uh, the amiable personality, you are very creative and relational and casual. And one of the great things about that is you might show up to a sales call, maybe not having done as much background work as, uh, as other types of sales personalities use that to your advantage. Ask a lot of questions. People love to be asked questions and talk about themselves and their problems. That's why they're coming to you is to talk. So um, make sure that you bring that to your calls, bring that inquisitiveness and embrace the creativity that you have in answering their questions. And likely because of your the way you work, you come up with creative solutions. So don't be afraid to give those creative solutions to your clients. Do you, what do you think happens on a call when the buyer personality and the sales personality clash? So for example, if, if I'm a, if I'm a very analytical person, which of course I am, and mm-hmm. I'm on a call with somebody who's very relationship focused, I oftentimes will start to feel like, Oh my goodness, they're wasting my time. I mean, if I'm, you know, in the buying position, I'll think, they're wasting my time. I just want to get to the answers. I don't want to talk about all this other stuff, right? Like get me right there. I think as a sales rep, you have to just be very attuned to what the buyer's personality is, right? And adjust your own accordingly. Yes. And this is also where some of your pre-selling really matters. What what are they seeing before you get on the call? Is, is there an application process? What questions should you be asking in those applications? Um, you know, Everything that leads up to a sales call should inform you as the salesperson just as much about who you're going to be talking to so that you're a bit more prepared. Fascinating. So not just their industry or their company size or their revenue or their budget, but also their personality. Yes. And there's subtle ways that you can find out about this. Um, Even just asking the question, what's uh, the most important thing for you to find out about in our call. If they say, I want to know price, I want to know stats, well, then you know you're about to deal with a more analytical person and you can prepare for that. Um, Whereas if they're saying, I want to know if this is the right fit, then you know they're not looking for numbers as much as uh, how that relationship works. Right. Interesting. We'll hear more from our guest right after this brief break. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a business owner. And if you're a business owner in need of a new website, but you really don't want to build it yourself, check out Jotful. Jotful will build you a professional website that both looks great and includes all the marketing best practices. So we'll actually get the job done for your business. And it's affordable. 
In fact, it's only about 10% of what you'd typically expect to pay an agency or designer. Even better, you can give it a try today for free. At Jotful, we'll make you a free sample website so you can see if it's a good fit for your business before you ever even sign up. Visit us at Jotful.com to request a free sample website for your business. That's J-O-T-T-F-U-L.com. And now, back to the show. Um, so... The other personalities, the achiever, right? You're looking at really goal-oriented and you're very typically excited about what you're doing. You're passionate about what you're doing and you're passionate about helping people. That's part of your achiever mentality is like you have the solution and you want to give it to them. So part of how you can use that uh, helpfully in a call is expressing how much, not that it's important for you to make the sale, but helping them and lean more into that. And then um, expressive, all about relational. Um, So again, find that emotion piece, um, discover what your client ultimately wants and express how you can meet that. So when you have a a sales team, so for example, we are a four person sales team. Mm -hmm. Is it helpful to have a diversity of personalities across the sales team? Yes and no. I mean, it doesn't hurt. Um, however, some of these personalities are uh, more conducive to selling. Uh, you know, an analytical person can be a good seller if they're also, you know, emotionally have good emotional awareness. Mm-hmm. However, some other personalities might be a little bit stronger in sales. So, you know, if you're putting together a sales team, amiable and expressive are really, really good salespeople. Mm, good to know. Um, unless you are selling something that is very software-based, uh-huh. very technical, you know, analytical yeah. personality and achiever personality might be a better fit. So it's also understanding what you're selling, not just um, the kind of sales personalities that are best or specifically who you're selling to, right? If you're selling to engineers, it makes sense to have a more analytical or goal oriented person making that sale. Probably. Exactly. Yes. They're, they're going to have a harder time with an expressive salesperson who wants to like go into stories. Yes. Right. Exactly. My issue with salespeople. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So it's, it's good to have, diversity, but it's better to lean toward people who have that sort of relationship mm-hmm. focus on your sales team. Would you encourage having people take a test like this before you hire them? Would you add it into your hiring process? I, I would say it definitely doesn't hurt. Um, knowing where their strengths are, um, it doesn't necessarily, you know, like discount anybody, right. but it's always, I think, Honestly, the more information you can have about the people that you're going to hire in a sales position, the better, um, because it's such a you know foundational part of your business. Um, that's one area you definitely don't want to have the wrong hires because it can have such huge implications. 
So we talked a bit about, you, you have a very positive attitude about things, Sabrina. So we talked very much about the strengths of each of those personalities, but there are also downsides as well, right? Obviously with an analytical personality, one of the downsides is you might not be great at reading the room and um, from a more emotional perspective, and you might not be investing in that relationship. We might move too quickly to the details or too quickly to the close. Um, Can you talk a little bit about the weaknesses of each of those personalities and what we might do to kind of shore those up? Yes. So I think we've kind of covered the analytical one with you is like you said, um, you know, the weakness there is that you're very factual and, you know, sometimes people need a a bit more emotion to make sales, to to make a decision. Um, And you can really fine tune that by, I think, mostly being aware. And like I said, in that pre uh, pre pre-sales call, questioning, maybe find out what is most important for that person to learn. Um, Another great question to ask everybody on a sales call is, um, you know, if we're sitting together celebrating six months from now, what are we celebrating together? This is going to tell you so much about what the other person truly wants out of the conversation and how they're going to make their decision. Uh, So then you have the amiable personality, the the problem there is you might be a little bit too casual and you don't necessarily feel as comfortable maybe saying price or Mm -hmm. as comfortable closing. So you want to make sure that you get confident and grounded in the close part, especially. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. something that, that helped one of my colleagues there she read a book and one of the things they talked about is the fact that sales is really helping people. And the minute you turn that around in your mind and you realize that your job is to help somebody accomplish something that they need you to accomplish, then it, it just erases any, um, you know, any hesitation you might have about closing. And it also helps you uh, feel the values so that you're just less reluctant to say the pricing. Exactly. That is absolutely true. Uh, One of the problems sometimes I've heard amiable personalities have is wanting to like on the spot discount because because they're really nice. (laughs) Um, So, you know, sticking with pricing can also be a a bit difficult. So just like you said, understanding the value Mm -hmm. is really important as well. Yep. Awesome. Okay. What about the other two? Uh, so the achiever, the pitfalls there is sometimes it can seem like you're too eager to make a sale. Um, you're, you're focusing more on the sale and not necessarily on that helping the other person part. Mm -hmm. Um, even if you do feel that way, you need to make sure that comes across. So, um, you know, getting into asking more questions, practice asking questions and not just giving information and here's what we're going to do for you. Um, that can be very, very helpful to an achiever. And for the expressive, they often need a little bit more of the analytical mindset sometimes where they're so relational. They're so they're into telling the stories and um, the emotional side of things, the benefits that they might be weaker on understanding the features and expressing the features. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So Sabrina, you you yourself 
ventured into the world of sales because you had your own business. Mm-hmm. If you were to go back and look at that process again, what are the things that you would do differently now that you know better? Right. <laughs> uh, I think the, the biggest thing for me would be in those early days, I didn't understand really what I was bringing to the table with my sales knowledge. And I, I don't want to say I regret giving away a lot of things for free, but I invested a lot into helping other people with their sales for a while before I realized it was something I could monetize, right. uh, which is a little naive of me. Um, but it it was, I wish I had seen sooner how I could help people in, in a more concentrated way, in a way that would have a greater impact, that it wasn't something I just had to wait to people for people to come to me with. And yeah. that I could actually like, hey, this is what I do. This is what I'm good at. And I can help. Mm-hmm. This has been fantastic. This has been so fascinating, Sabrina. If people want to reach out to you, can you give us a, a quick summary of your contact information or how they can find you? Yes. So you can find me almost everywhere. Um, be Truly Social. My website's Be Truly Social. I'm mainly active on Instagram, but you can also find me on Facebook and LinkedIn. Well, that's a wrap. If you enjoyed this episode of Marketing Made Easy by Jotful, please give us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast platform. That helps other people find out about the podcast so they too can grow their businesses. And hey, while you're there, if you're not yet a subscriber to this podcast, go ahead and click the subscribe button. That way, you'll never miss an episode. From all of us here at Jotful, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And... I'll meet you on the next one.